Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm Anxious AF. Welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, I'm chatting with my friend Audrey about friendship and the anxiety of keeping up with them throughout childhood. We talk a lot about not drinking and how that affects hanging out with other people and that fear of missing out, or FOMO, as the kids say, I think. We also discuss the experiences of losing friends in the past and how that affects your approach of friendships going forward. Audrey and her husband Jeremy own an escape room in Massachusetts, which I'll plug at the end of the episode, and one of the rooms is a 90s video store. It literally looks like the inside of a blockbuster. It's crazy. She has a tent inside it, and that's where we decided to record with the lights off at midnight. So just visualize that while you're listening to the episode. Anyway, here's my conversation with Audrey. Hello, Audrey. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you. Good to be here. I I had Audrey on the podcast today because... We want to talk about anxiety and friendship. We've had conversations over the years about friendship and anxiety and how it stresses us out and the problems that ensue as an adult in trying to balance the life that people have as they get older and the friendships that they have to maintain. Um, So what I wanted to talk to you about is sort of kind of get a general idea off the top of your head of what stresses you out about friendship. When... When you're kids, I feel like the stress is about who's my best friend and whether or not that person really is your best friend or if you have to like awkwardly like break it to them or something. But I think as we get older, people get more involved in significant others um, or just going to college and having new best friends And whether or not, like, someone is stealing your best friend. And then after college, you get lives, you get careers, and suddenly you don't have time to spend with each other and you're not calling each other all the time. And then it almost becomes a thing where you have to text each other first of, is it okay to talk? And then they're like, what's going on? You're like, oh, I just want to say hello. (laughs) Just want to see what's going on with your life. Um, (laughs) I think it's this, like, kind of, like thing where um you don't really know where you stand with people as much as you did before and i feel like it's a little bit of like this anxiety of like well like you know i don't want to take up too much of their time i don't want to bother them and i've had friends that have like gone through like deep depression in which you know you're trying to get them out and like go and do things and like after a while of trying to convince them to go do these different things, you kind of stop calling because you're like, well, maybe it, maybe I just can't take a hint. Yeah, like maybe it's me that's the problem. And then having that anxiety and that paranoia that you did this and you made it distant. How do you handle new relationships as an adult? Like making, do you make new friends now? Or like, what's your level of trust with somebody new? Have you learned from past friendships? And have you been... Like, you know, how do you go about approaching new relationships and new friendships uh, as an adult? Well, I know that you should make new friends and keep the old. And one, one is silver, silver and the other is gold. Got them. 
Um, unlike cake, where one is mold. Um, <laughs> um, comedian, Audrey. I'm, I'm such a comedian. Um, honestly, I think it's it's harder to make new friends because there's a lot of people that I am good acquaintances with. For me, it's harder to um, create new friendships that are just as strong as like people that I met like in college or like fresh out of college. I mean, I think new relationships, I feel like because I put trust in people so easily and I've been burned by that so easily that I I approach new relationships with people, like new friendships with people differently. Like I I don't open up to them as quickly as I would in the past or I don't cling to them as much as I used to or something like that. Is that something that you do at all? Or have you had issues with friends in the past that you've trusted too much or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think every time that I've like lost, like who I considered best friends at that time, it has kind of whittled away my eagerness to be open when I was in elementary school, in fifth grade, my family and I moved away to a new town, new school, and, like, me and my best friends at the previous school were, like, we're going to, like, still hang out, we're still going to do things, and I just remember, like, one year le- later on my birthday and, like, none of them answering my phone calls and just, like, feeling like, what did I do why did I lose them? Like, was I too annoying or what? And that just like really broke my heart. Like I, I remember like spending that birthday or at least like the lead up to that birthday, like crying with my mom, like holding me. (laughs) So then I got new, like a new group of best friends, but for some reason, um, the other people in that group, they decided that they didn't want to be friends with us anymore. The friend that I'm still friends with, um, she moved to a different school. So it was like that kind of like easy thing of like, well, maybe we just like grew apart. It's harder to see one another. We're like in a different town. But for me, it was like they wanted to hang out with mutual friends, but not invite me. Yeah, literally that happened to me too. Like literally the same thing. Yeah. Like I had, like I was hanging out with two friends, like people I considered best friends in high school. And they were like, oh, we're going to go home. And they like dropped me off. And then they ended up just hanging out with each other Mm. so like i'm like y'all could have just done that shit right you know and like the fact that like they made up this lie and then my mother ended up seeing them at a target together just by coincidence and was like i think i saw those two people that you were hanging out with earlier at target and i was wondering where you were and apparently they already dropped you off so that's weird oh and i was just like just say that shit but you're right? in high, you're in high school it's just like you you're you don't want to hurt you say you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings whatever but like just say it yeah now i feel like in relationships i or in friendships i am always like i want to be blunt and i want to be honest all the time because it's like you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings regardless like the whole point of like hurting like not doing something to not hurt somebody's feelings just prolongs that feeling in the long run you know what i mean yeah if someone has a problem mm-hmm. i want to address it yeah like, I think for us in the past, too, like, I can feel if you're upset or mm-hmm. like I get this I get this 
sort of instinct that you're upset if like i'm good enough friends with you i can sense it yeah. and then i'm like i don't want to lead let it linger anymore like i just want to call it out and i want it to i want us to talk it out mm-hmm. but i don't think i think in high school or something before that you don't have that sense this group of people they're they were super nice they're really funny but like it was like the kind of thing that was like it, it sucked because like i knew that they didn't want to hurt my feelings you know mm. like i'd be like I was calling you on Friday, like, I don't understand, like, where where were you guys? Like, I heard that you guys were all hanging out at this person's house. And they're like, yeah, I know, oh my gosh. We were like, where's, where's Audrey? And I'm like, you have to call me, like... <laughs> like like i don't just appear out of nowhere yeah yeah. like they're all like oh like well where where's audrey audrey should be here like well mm, how am i gonna know to be there if no one invited me it was going on for like years where i was just like in this like kind of denial by the way this was like back before um like when people still like had home phones and like i wasn't Mm. sure whether or not people had um uh, caller id or not at times in which i later discovered that they did in which i did the thing where like you know before people had caller ideas like either you call and you leave a voicemail or if you don't leave a voicemail you just miss them like they have no right. idea that you called so i would just call repeatedly and then like the parent would answer and be like stop calling she's not here and I'm like why wouldn't you just answer yeah like like then like it seems like the parents were also like in on this whole operation yeah which maybe like that could be like maybe like their parents were like don't hang out with that audrey character anymore like i don't know she's shady she's shady she's shady af <laughs> that's the name of this episode <laughs> that's the real the real title the real AF. title but yeah so the way how i had to like get over that situation was like senior year of high school i I had to make that decision for myself to stop caring about them. So in reality, what I did was I remember it was like senior portrait day. Um, and it was like a week or two before school actually started. And I saw one of my former quote unquote best friends and just kind of like gave like a kind of like acknowledging like wave or a head nod and then just like ignored her and just like continue talking to my other friends. And like that was my like this is my decision. Like, if you don't want to be friends with me, I'm not going to be friends with you. I guess now when you, when you're realizing that you don't click with somebody anymore or just noticing that you're, it's not meshing, what is your sort of advice to deal with that kind of thing? Like as somebody that it sort of stresses you out, I guess, in that situation. I think it really depends on the, like, how deep that friendship is. I think the hardest thing is like when they're part of a group, you know? Yeah. But if it's like, oh, like you're the only person in this, like it's just me and you and you're kind of like, like we're just not clicking anymore. It seems like it would probably just be like kind of a natural occurrence of just like we stop reaching out to one another, which also seems pretty natural, too, because like as adults, we don't hang out like at least I don't get to hang out with friends as much as I used to because like we're busy all the time. And also that's another thing. So we both don't drink. Yes. And and I mean, you don't live in New York anymore, but like 
that whole thing of like what do you do with friends like after work anyway like you're not drinking oh i go to the bar anyways yeah i mean i do too but i like bars i think bars are cool and i'm like oh now that i've brought you i have an excuse to be here and not be like that annoying person that's like um excuse me could i ask for some tap water i'm that person i'm that person 100 i'm like can i get a ginger ale like you're buying something yeah but they're just like ugh, you're really charging you like three dollars or whatever. I mean, New York, it's like seven, but yeah, they're still. like seven dollars for like a soda. And you're like, yeah. mm, okay, well, that's kind of a cover. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's not that's weird my, for you. That's my cover. Okay, so this is where it's weird. This one time, um, I was visiting my sister in college. She was graduating, and so there was a graduation party. So I started hanging out with another sibling of someone who was graduating, and so we we're just hanging out. And she was she was getting drunk. And we were, um, we found a pool table. So we started playing pool and we were kind of joking about how we we're both like terrible at it. And she's like, oh, I'm so drunk. And I'm like, I'm not even drunk. And she was like, oh, so you're just terrible at it. So it's like this kind of like awkwardness of like, that's right. We are kind of experiencing two different things right now. <laughs> um, so that's when it's weird. Otherwise, like to me, drinking is annoying because I get a horrible headache same so i have no problem with like like if anyone tries to peer pressure me i'm just like i'm not interested i don't want a headache but then like i make up for it by like still being like a fun sociable person that wants to dance and sing and like do all that stuff so for me the whole like not drinking thing isn't a huge problem especially um, because most of my friends either like we were past messy drunk which i know that that might not be the case for you for your friends like for me it's like going to a bar and ordering a water and everybody's just i mean like it's weird for me because i don't drink and just watching a bunch of drunk people just sort of fall over yeah or act ridiculous and then i feel like i have to act ridiculous to sort of be in the moment and then i just don't i just don't feel like i fit in with that and then i just it's just awkward for me we all have drank at some point in college we drank but we it wasn't we never did like house parties really we didn't it wasn't part of the culture yeah like we just did stuff and we hung out and if there were drinks there we would have them but it wasn't we didn't get hammered like i don't think we was ever a point like you know there's that saying that current podcast guest amanda would say where she said i don't want to be drunk anymore but <laughs> she got drunk and that was sort of where that- i sort of I realized what that felt like very soon after that. And I was just like, yeah, I just don't want this feeling. Like, I don't want the headache. I don't want the dizziness. That's like the staple of our group of like, I don't want to be drunk anymore. That's like this like kind of like it's okay to like, you know, actually we don't have to get drunk. Um, Like, yeah, because we're just like, we don't want this. Like, it's just it's not I mean, for us, it's like it's not fun. And now, like, I've had, like, one drink every once in a while just to, like, see if it does that to me anymore. It doesn't, like, I really slow sip it. Like, I'm literally in, like, a, I will, like, it'll take me, like, when everyone's on their third drink, I'm still on number one. Yeah. And I'm drinking a ton of water. And it's fine, but it's just, like, I don't want to spend $15 Yeah. to just do that to fit in. And I think the anxiety of not being able to like be in the same headspace as some people yeah has made me more anxious than it used to like i never had this problem until i started working with younger and younger people and that's all they want to do 
and I don't want to miss out and because they are fun people that I don't want to miss out on whatever ridiculous, stupid shit they're doing because it's a funny story to hear at the end of the day. Right. But then at the same time, it's like, but that story is not with you in it. Like, you're not doing anything. Mm, Like, you're just watching that. When we would sit down in college or even just, like, when we hang out outside of that now, like, we can just talk. Even if we were drinking, we would just still be able to hold conversations and have a good time. We didn't have to, like, fall over. Like, we just were able to enjoy each other's company and have a good time but i think a lot of people now for me like they their focus is on constantly you know drinking more and more because that's the only thing that can put them in a good headspace yeah or like as an escape and to me it's just like oh i just feel like shit Mm -hmm. but then it's like i don't want i don't want to like be alone on a friday you know what I mean? So a lot of times I feel like I just go to not be to not be by myself, even yeah. though I could have other plans with other people. And I've done that and made other plans so I don't have to be around them. But then there's just times where it's just like, I don't want to be alone in my house. Right. And sometimes they're the like only plan that you know what's going on. Yeah. Like that's the only reliable thing of like what's happening, like the only people that are available. And it's like we're out partying. And, like, getting drunk. Yeah, and I think it's just, like, I never want to be, like, I'm trying to get better at spending more time with myself and enjoying my own company. And But then for me, there's this fear that I'm going to eat, like, with my binge eating. And, like, that loneliness turns into uh, using food for comfort and then eating. And so, I mean, now I spend a lot of less time in my house because I don't want to be alone for too long because I don't want to resort to eating. Mm. So like, so I have latched on to a lot of these like work friendships because I don't want to be in my house. Yeah. And it's this weird, I mean, I enjoy the people. It's not right. for all of y'all listening. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not just using y'all for that. <laughs> uh, but she wouldn't hang out with you if she didn't yeah, like yeah. you. Like I don't, I don't want to waste my time. If I don't like you, you 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 know it fairly quickly at this point. Uh, <laughs> but because I'm quick to judge, as a lot of people tell me. Um, but at the same time, like I just feel like I feel like I'm stuck in this place where I don't, I shouldn't feel like that, and I shouldn't feel like in order to keep friendships or to have friendships, is that friendship worth it? If I have to sacrifice my own joy and the answer to that is always no you know but at the same time you're like what if i because i always think like maybe i should go back to drinking just so i can feel included and that's a weird thing to think about that's like that's like um sorry it's like from a tv show i forget it was they're like they like started smoking because um people were having meetings like during their cigarette breaks without them like getting stuff down so they started taking up smoking (laughs) that's literally what i think it is like i started to slowly incorporate like somewhat drinking like a little bit because i just want to like feel part of it right and it's like why do i even give a shit like i'm in my 30s like and it's just like and i think it is an age thing though yeah you know it's like when we were in our 20s, like, even though I don't really like drinking, I did, like, drink a little bit. And, like, True. I was 
part of it. I was involved. And, like, especially considering how my, I'm kind of a cheapskate is, like, on my 21st birthday, people kept buying me shots. I'm like, well, if you bought it, like, I guess I'll take it. Um, and then I got really sleepy. And then mm, they really, they really wanted to go to a second location. I was like, "All right, fine. If you like, if you uh, walk me there, and I'll just keep my eyes closed, so I can like take a nap as we're walking across the street." Like you <laughs> genuinely weren't here. I remember you just like were like, "I'll just go. I'll just go home." Like that was sort of your what you looked like. But yeah. you were like, "But y'all are buying me things." So I'm like, "All right, fine. I guess so." And I um I did um I did have like a secret puke like in the trash can and then and then recompose myself like. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that secret? People saw you do it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't like. I've been in like some situations where I was like, wow, like everyone else is like drunk and I'm just like here, but like it's not like a root like it's not like a routine. It's not like a weekly thing or anything like that. So like in those like isolated like times it's just kind of like oh wow here i am like like witnessing this world of other people like and like yeah like you're right like if you have like a little bit of drink if you like if you're like tipsy too you feel more like you're like suddenly part of that like like part of the tipsy club yeah you're part of the tipsy club but when you're like sober and everyone else is like drunk and messy as hell it's just like i'm like just like some weird witness like i'm not actually like part of it yeah, it's very fly on the wall esque. Yeah, you're just like you feel. Yeah, you're removed. Yeah, and you just it's like you're not there, but you're just watching the situation. I mean, you also don't have. You're also not dealing with that on a weekly basis, like no. you and your husband like own your own business. So like, it's helpful because my husband also doesn't really drink. Yeah, and you and you're, and I guess part of friendships in where you are as opposed to like where I am. It's like everybody kind of has families or lives or whatever, and so seeing people i assume takes planning yes and like there's an activity from my understanding you have book clubs and you have like you know <laughs> i know how suburban we have a book club <laughs> but she's very she's very classy yeah so classy but like you do things that they don't revolve around that around drinking and they and they happen like at a coordinated planned time yeah when you don't live in a place where most of the residents do not have their own cars and just take the subway if like everyone like needs to drive to get somewhere it's harder for people to like make a plan in which you're gonna get like plastered a lot of people are driving themselves you you kind of can't yeah and i think we gravitate as you get older you gravitate towards people that have something in common with you yeah but also i say this too like in new york especially the things that people do or eat and drink like that's a most of it like when you're going out they want to go to dinner they want to go to a bar or something like that and also like i have issues with eating and i don't drink mm-hmm. so it's like what am i gonna do yeah like and then i'm like and also a lot of my issues with eating revolve around like this peer pressure that i've made for myself mm. of well if they're eating it i don't want to seem like a this like bitch that only orders a, yes a sheet of lettuce you know what i mean like that is usually what i think like look at this bitch like look at this look at her she's just poking at that sheet of lettuce the sheet of lettuce where did she get that she get that staples yeah she got a ream of lettuce (laughs) one ream (laughs) it's so flat how does she get it like that how is it how is it white it looks like a sheet of paper and why is she eating it xerox it did she xerox this lettuce 
like you know what i mean like everyone's ordering fucking melted cheese fries right or like you know onion rings or shit and i'm like i can't i don't want to eat this Mm -hmm. like i'm trying to be a healthier person and then you're like hi i'm just gonna order this sheet of lettuce sheet of lettuce and a glass of water and poke at it with my fork it and becomes then, this like pressure that you have to at least you have to do something else to like reaffirm that you're a fun or if person. someone doesn't want the whole plate and they're like would you share this with me mm-hmm. and you're gonna and then if you're like no then they don't order the thing and then you feel bad oh you don't have to feel bad hey, what, are you that's gonna, me. what are you gonna pay for something that you're not gonna eat i'm like oh, oh they really want it and it's and no. again it's like it's a stupid excuse but i've used because of the anxiety of like me feeling bad about it then i'll eat the thing oh you don't have to feel bad no and i I, like it's stupid like it's just like how far i've let this need for acceptance and this doubt how that's affected my eating and drinking habits it seems strange this has so much to do with friendship it does though this has become a um not non-drinking no, but for Absolutely. me, that's like where the anxiety comes yeah. from in friendship, though. Like, so I think it is, it does relate. We didn't go completely off the rails. I think we talked about this uh, a while ago because you and your husband have been, you run a business together and you guys are with each other all the time. Has that affected your friendships with other people? Do you feel isolated? Do you feel like you need to see more friends more? Doesn't that make you put more of an effort into relationships? I think it does. There's a lot more planning that gets involved with hanging out with friends. There's also that kind of anxiety of like, okay, when we do finally hire employees and we don't have to work on the weekends um, anymore, what if like all my friends have already become accustomed to the fact that I'm not available on Saturdays, that they already have their own things on Saturdays? But yeah, so there's that of that, like, kind of like, well, I mean, I've become accustomed to this life. Like, what if, like, when I do have free time, like, no one's going to want to hang out anyways. It is super helpful that my significant other is, is my best friend. We don't get tired of each other. And he's always, like, this go-to person. Like, if I ever want to go do something that I'm not sure if I can rally other people to go do. Like, he's such a, like, easy, like, go-to person. Like, even if he's not that interested in it, he'll he'll go if it's something that, like, I really want to do. So it's easy to have that, like, go-to person. So I am definitely fortunate for that. Is there, so there's not really a desire for other companionship? as much now in life you think oh no uh there there definitely is i was in three different book clubs um at the same time for a little while and i wasn't even that into any of the books it was purely social. social like purely like for those social groups of like that need to um a little bit of fomo and a little bit of just like well, this is this is the time to hang out with those people. My husband is awesome, but like I it's healthy to still have friends as well. Like I I am not the kind of person that can just like completely shut myself out and just be like this is the only person that I can spend time with. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I, um 
do you feel like that there is a lot of variation in your the deepness of your friendships you know what i think i am closer with certain people now i think i used to throw a lot of my soul and my and my spirit just like into each friendship just like all of it mm. would just go into every single one and that becomes exhausting yeah as exhausting as it sounds and when you drift from somebody or when you fall out with somebody then you get you feel hurt because this person that knows all these things about you is is no longer in your life right and you just gave them all this information and mm -hmm. you shared all this stuff and then they're just gone and so there's a part of me that has a preservation to that can, can i make a confession i love confessions i hate you no, i'm just kidding <laughs> no um I mentioned before about how, like, every time, you know, someone who I really cared about and I thought, like, was such a great friendship, every time, like, I kind of, like, lost them a little bit or, like, they didn't want to be friends with them anymore, I had to accept it or, like, just accept that they're, like, a flaky person or something like that. I think every time that's happened, I've become more and more distanced from my friendships. By the time where I'm willing to talk openly about, like, something that makes me feel extremely vulnerable and, like, my voice starts to quake when I'm talking about it, by that time, I've already, like, assembled, like, my feelings or, or like, how to talk about it. But I am not comfortable crying in front of, like, anyone other than family or, like, my husband. And I don't know if that's, like, kind of weird or messed up. Like, it makes me feel a little bit like a robot. Like, <laughs> I mean, I cry in front of anyone and everyone, so I can't <laughs> speak to that. It might be more about, like, the way I've grown up. Just, like, I've grown up in a family where it's, like, don't cry <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, so that's that, 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 that might be part of it. But, like, I also just, like, I don't know. I definitely have uh, friendships where... It's much deeper. We talk about a lot of real stuff. I think I have more trouble like opening up to others. I'm more of like the listener asking other questions. I don't know. I think I'm also like at a place where I've also come to terms with some things. I used to get really jealous whenever my best friend would call someone else their best friend. Like when she wouldn't want to do something that I suggested. But then like if someone else suggested it, she would be like right on board. Or like she Ooh. she she loves like drinking wine and things like that. And like that's something that like we can't like, you know, if she wants to like drink, like I'll come with her. But I'm not going to be like the person that she's going to call if she wants to go drinking because like I'm not going to like. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> um, And so it would be like, oh, hey, like I heard about this super cool thing um that like you've probably never done something like this but you would totally love it and she's like mm, i don't know that's expensive someone else goes like hey you want to go drinking and like spend like twice as much as that and she's like okay and i'd be like Whoa. and i couldn't tell if it's like like you know it, it just made me feel like oh like either it's like a like she values the alcohol yeah well like that or like is it like you know um is that person more fun like, do you like that person more? Like, am I someone that, like, 
I'm just your best friend because like we've been calling each other best friends for a very long time. Yeah, does that title still hold weight? Only you and the friend know the bond that you and the friend have. Yeah. So now I'm seeing the titles like you don't need a MySpace top eight. You don't need to rank your friendships. Yeah. They're in your life for a reason and you choose what to tell them and what to, sh- you know, what to do with them and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and your friendships can have, like, different purposes, too, that it's not going to, like, fit on a raking scale. Voila. That's what we can learn from this episode. Voila. Moral of this story is... You don't need you don't need to rank your friends. We've passed the MySpace era. We're in Facebook era now. We're fa- we don't have to. We're not even. Facebook's kind of dead at this point. Is it dead? Well, people use, like, uh, Snapchat the or gram. Instagram. The Gram. The IG. IG. Audrey, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We have not done one horrible British accent once. Don't nope. We're not doing it. We're not starting now. We the world doesn't need this. Uh, thank you again, Audrey, and uh, I appreciate you. Tally ho. Nope. So that was my chat with Audrey. I know we spoke a lot about not drinking alcohol, but it really does bring me anxiety when it comes to friendships. I know it's irrational, but it's just one of those things that really stresses me out. I hope it's not just me, so let me know if you can relate to it or if you think I shouldn't worry so much, which, yeah, I know, I shouldn't, but still. Uh, You can email us at anxiousafshow at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode or on any of the episodes. And send us your guest suggestions and ideas for future episodes or stories from your own life. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Anxious AF Show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, and you can stream the show on our website, anxiousafshow.com. Audrey and her husband, Jeremy, own an escape room in Fitchburg, Massachusetts called Curious Escape Rooms. You can try to escape the 90s video store room or the dollhouse. Both are a lot of fun and extremely challenging if you're into that kind of thing. You can go to CuriousEscaperooms.com to learn more and book your experience. Audrey and Jeremy have also created passports that you can use at multiple escape rooms across the country. For more information or to purchase a passport, go to WeTheEnthusiasts.com. I'll also have links in the show notes for the episode. Angelique Ibarra edited and mixed this episode. We got additional editing assistance from Jasmine Jones. All music used in this episode is by Garrett Rose. You can listen to his work at GarrettRose.com. And hi, I'm the queen of anxiety, Sarah Carlin. I host and produce this show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.